The year was 1998, the second half of my ninth grade year, and another dreadful day of boys' P.E. at Desert View High School in Tucson, Arizona. It was dreadful because, one, my sweatpants were about five sizes too big, and they were green rather than the dress code blue, and I didn't have any friends. But worst of all, I was picked on every single day by the same punk kid. And he only, and he only picked on me for some reason. I don't know if because I was white or I was an easy target. Probably I was an easy target. Because bullies pick on the weak. The bully, no matter if it's a young kid or a seasoned criminal, bullies pick on the weak. So every day he would trip me or untie my shoes or push me, just immature, childish type of stuff. I have on headphones and he would yank them off my ears and call me some name in Spanish. But every single day, but I never stood up to him. And then one day, it was a day much like any other, we're in line doing layups where you go and do your layup and you would get back in line and you would do it again. So I'm in line and who was to walk up behind me but this bully. And this particular day, I was not having a very good day. For whatever reason, I was in a mood. So he comes up behind me, pushes me in the back and this was the day, this was the moment that changed everything. And before I knew it, I turned around and I punched him in the face. Because sometimes you have to punch the bully in the face. Who is your bully? Fear, self-doubt, insecurity? Well, I'm going to tell you how to punch the bully in the face. Here we go. Welcome. Welcome to Pull Up and Thrive. You can overcome adversity. You don't have to be beaten down. Stephen has learned the hard way. And after becoming successful, he's ready to help overwhelmed business owners overcome adversity, avoid the crash and burn, so that you can have the life and business you want. I know how it feels like whenever you just want to quit and say, forget it, I'm done. To overcome adversity, you have to lean in and not pull back. Engage. This is Pull Up and Thrive. And now your host, Stephen Caps. I have a confession to make. Maybe you know this about me or maybe you don't, but I'm going to let the whole world know that Stephen Caps struggles with self-doubt. Am I good enough? Do I have what it takes? Well, I know that I'm pretty good at this, but, you know, compared to so-and-so, compared to that guy, well, yeah, I'm pretty good, but today I'm going to help you punch your bully in the face. I'm going to give you the tools that I have used to overcome self-doubt. 
but I have to start with giving you a little bit of background first as far as where I am coming from. I struggled for years with insecurity, self-doubt, passivity, some of those things that played into that were growing up, we moved constantly. Like by the time I graduated high school, I had, we had moved more than 20 times. So I was always the new kid. And I had a severe stutter. Maybe you never even noticed listening to the show, but whenever I was a kid, oh, my my hands get sweaty just remembering because almost every stutterer has a problem saying their name. does not matter what it starts with. It's, ju- it's just the fact of saying their name to someone that they don't know. And I would be in situations where I was the new kid and I would have to tell someone my name. And I just could not get it out. And then stutterers use all these tricks and maneuvers to try to get words out. One of mine was um, um, a lichen because and um, 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 my name is uh, 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 um, doesn't that make you uncomfortable? Doesn't that make you feel bad for that person? Just you know that that was me. There was one a situation where we had gone to a new church. It was one of these, it wasn't a mega church, but it was several hundred people. And I was in high school and we got to the church that morning. Someone greeted us at the front and then they took me over to the high school class and I walk in and I shake the guy's hand and there was nothing more awkward than you cannot get your name out and you're shaking someone's hand Because a normal handshake is, hey, I'm Steven, nice to meet you, I'm new in town, whatever. But whenever the handshake goes on for five seconds, ten seconds, and you're becoming more and more insecure, and you stutter when you're insecure, and you're insecure when you stutter. So it's just compounding. So I have overcome adversity. I have overcome hardships. I have overcome fear, but yet I still struggle from time to time with self-doubt. So I'm going to help you with the tools and the exercises that I have used to overcome fear, insecurity, self-doubt, passivity. This podcast is about you. This podcast is about the nuts and bolts of business, but you know what? Businesses are made up of people. And whenever you have self-doubt, whenever you have fear, whenever you have thoughts that you sometimes cannot control, it, it feels like someone is screaming inside of your head, you're not good enough. Or maybe a grown-up, a bully, a parent, a teacher, someone who told you that you can't do it, or they said a certain phrase, and that phrase is repeated over and over in your head. Well, those are bullies. And we are going to punch that in the face. I'm going give to you, give you some tools and some exercises that I have used to overcome self-doubt. 
let me say this. As a parent, so I did not have the parental support. Most likely, if there was something that was important to me, I was told it was stupid or or it was a waste of time. By the time I was 18, I was out of the house. I was like, I don't need this. If you are a parent, you have such an awesome opportunity to be a launch pad for your kids. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of your youth. Psalms 127.4. Mom, dad, if you're not telling your kids every day that you love them and that you are proud of them, you are missing out. I try to tell my twin girls every day, Daddy loves you, Jesus loves you, and God has big plans for you. You are going to do great things. Don't miss that opportunity to be a launch pad. Like arrows in the hand of a mighty warrior, so are the children of your youth. What, what does a warrior do with arrows? He, he puts it in the bow and he pulls back the bow to launch them into the world. So mom and dad, do not miss that opportunity. So this overcoming fear, over, overcoming self-doubt has been a lifelong journey for me. Our lives are like an onion. It's little by little. And you think, hey, if I can just get over this, then I will be okay. But then that reveals another layer. And that's okay. That is life. That is growing. That is improving. That is, that is getting better. How did I do it? Well, it has been a blend of relationships, discipleship training, overcoming hardships, reading. I read like a maniac. And a book that I am in the middle of right now that I would highly, highly, highly recommend, which I would drop this in the show notes, is Craig Grishel's book, Winning the War in Your Mind. Super powerful. So reading, prayer, coaching, getting back to the real me, finding the man that God created me to be. You are more than what you have become. So overcoming self-doubt and punching the bully in the face. I'm going to give you the four tools and a few exercises. Here we go. Number one, do not compare yourselves among yourselves. This is unwise. 2 Corinthians 10, 12. Number one, rather than feeling inferior than them, someone that is further along than you, they are only showing you the potential in their field or skill or business. So do not feel less than. You are less than no one. These guys that start out in business and they do, you know, 30 million in three years, they are the exception and not the rule. Remember, only 7% of businesses even break the $1 million ceiling. So do not compare yourselves among yourselves. That is unwise. Because you have gifts, 
talents and abilities that you are better in some areas where they are weak. So I am what I am by the grace of God. And number two, what is your past experience telling you? What do you mean by that? What is my past experience telling me? Well, first of all, we have a successful business. Almost 18 years in business. Most businesses fail after the first year. And number two, we have long-term employees and we have money in the bank. So we've been in business 18 years. We have long-term team members and we have money in the bank. That is no accident. The outcomes that I have produced, the outcomes that you have produced are no accidents because you had to put in the work to make that happen. I had to put in the work to make this happen for us. This is no accident. So what is your past experience telling you? Where are you at today that you weren't at a year ago, three years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago? You have made forward progress. So I can do this. I am a success. Can I improve? Absolutely. So we're constantly improving, constantly getting better, constantly moving forward. But give yourself some credit. I'm going to take a few seconds and give myself some credit because we don't do that as high performers. We don't do, do that as business leaders. We don't look at how far we have come. We look at how far we have to go. It wasn't that long ago that if there was no cash in the cash box in the office, then we didn't have any cash. It wasn't that long ago that we were having to float checks. It wasn't that long ago that I was doing everything. So now we have money in the bank. We have reliable team members and I don't have to be there every day. I am successful. So, a number three, do you check all the boxes for what you want to do? I was recently asked this question, and that question is so powerful. Let's just say that you want to apply for a job, and it's a little bit beyond you, but, but you can do it. You have what it takes. Rather than saying, well, I'm not like so-and-so, well, I don't have as a, I don't have as much experience as this guy or that guy. Well, let's say that there's three, three boxes. Do you check the boxes? Two years worth of leadership. Yes. Running a business for more than five years. Yes. Experience with cash flow management. Yes. I check all the boxes. Do you check the boxes? It is a yes or no question. Not are you better than Bubba Joe over there? Are you, are you better than this guy? Are you better than that guy? That is not the question. Do you check the boxes? I recently went to a huge leadership event. It was Dave Ramsey's Entree Leadership Summit 2021. 2,500 business leaders, and you think that you're doing pretty good, and then you get in a room of 2,500 other successful 
business leaders. And it's easy to feel insecure. It is easy to feel like I don't belong. But there's two boxes. Am I a business leader? Yes. Did I buy a ticket? Yes. So I belong. I have a right to be there just as much as anyone else. Do you check the boxes? It's a yes or no answer. Not, well, you know, I'm not as good as him over there. Do you check the boxes? It's a yes or no question. Am I a business leader? Yes. Did I buy a ticket? Yes. I belong. I have a right to be there. No human being is better than any other. It is only the grace of God that I'm not the guy on the street corner holding a sign that says, please help. Do you have the skill and do you have the experience? The true measure of a top performer is the depth of their humility. Those who don't have humility and they're successful anyways, they are a success in spite of themselves and not because of. If you see someone who is a jerk, but they're successful, they are successful in spite of themselves. How much further could they be? How much more successful could they be if they weren't a jerk? So don't use that as a measuring stick. Well, he's a jerk and he's a successful, so I need to be a jerk so, so I can be successful. No. Number four, be you. Don't try to be someone that you're not. There is only one you. Be you. I spent most of my life trying to be someone else. Trying to be the funny guy. Trying too hard to be someone that people liked. Just be you. You will be surprised how much people not only like, but love the real you. People like the part of me that is funny. So what I would do in the old days was I would try to be funny all the time, and it was too much. Now, I was in a marriage retreat. Sarah and I had been married for a year or two, maybe, and it was a group of our friends from church, so there was probably 10 couples, let's say. And the leader leading the retreat asked the group, how many of you have a difficult time being around Steve? And like everybody raised their hand. It was like, oh my goodness. Because I thought people liked it when, when I was funny, which they did. But whenever I was trying to be funny all the time, trying to be the funny guy, the center of attention, they hated that. And it would grate on them. So the power of relationships in your life that will tell you the truth about you. Be you. And the leader of that retreat said, Steve, you are going to begin to discover who God created you to be and you are going to so love who that person is. And that's been about 12 years ago and I have grown into that of letting the real me out. I don't have to always be funny. 
I just have to be me. So you be you. Okay, now I have a few exercises. Are you ready for this? This may be scary for you. Number one, do something to face your fear. What are you afraid of? Are you afraid of flying? Well, fly somewhere. Get a friend to help you with this exercise. Fly somewhere with Southwest Airlines for like 99 bucks. Do something to face your fear. Are you afraid of heights? Jump off a cliff into water, not just a random cliff. Now, I did this some, some time back. It was super, super scary. It was on the Buffalo River in Arkansas, and it's a rock that they call Skull Rock. And it's about 20 feet or more above the water. And I was with a group of guys, and several guys had jumped off the cliff. And everyone was egging me on to do it. Steve, 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 Steve. Well, let me give you a word of advice. If you're going to jump off the cliff in a safe environment, you have, you know, someone has checked out the water and everyone knows that it's safe. Whenever you get up to the cliff, jump off as soon as possible. Because the longer that you wait, the harder it is to jump. Because you get froze up and you just can't do it. I was up there for probably an hour and a half, but I used it, okay? I'm like froze up and I can't do it. And it was like every voice that ever told me that I couldn't do it, I was facing those voices. I used that as an exercise to punch the bully in the face. Every voice, every person who ever told me, Steve, you're not good enough. Steve, you can't do it. Whenever I jumped off that cliff, I was punching a bully in the face. And it does something inside of you that changes you. This isn't just hype and hyperbole and I had to do another podcast. This is real life. I know what it's like to struggle. I know what it's like to be insecure. I know what it's like to feel like you don't belong. You belong. You have a voice. How you feel matters. What you think about and your hopes and your dreams and your ambitions, they matter. And I'm going to do everything that I can to help you get there. Do something that's scary for you. Do something that challenges you. Because in facing that fear, you are punching a bully in the face. And number two, get a support group. Whenever you realize that you're not the only one that, that, that struggles with something, that deals with different challenges, you're like, oh, I'm not the only one. Oh, other people have the same problems that I have. Get a support group. Talk about your fears with someone that you trust. A coach, a, a counselor, a friend. 
Because whenever you get that out there, whenever you get something that is inside of you, whenever you say it out loud, it loses its power. Because whenever it's only bottled up in your mind, it has so much power, it has so much control over your life, speak it, get it out, say, I'm afraid. Say, I really struggle in this area. Say, I have self-doubt. I feel less than. I am insecure in this area. Whenever you say it out loud, it is so powerful. Whenever you say it out loud, it releases that power that it has over your life. Say it out loud. Then we want to make a declaration. I am making a declaration. I will not allow self-doubt to control me. Saying it out loud on this show right now, Steve Capps struggles with self-doubt is so empowering because it releases that hold that it has inside of my mind. So I will make a declaration right now. I will not allow self-doubt to control me. And then take action. I'm telling you that I struggle with self-doubt. So let's put a bow on this. Number one, don't compare yourselves among yourselves for this is unwise. Two, what is your past experience telling you? Three, do you check the boxes? Four, be you. Do something to face your fear. Get support. Tell someone about your fear. Make a declaration and take action. Because remember, sometimes you have to punch a bully in the face. If you can do these steps and exercises, you too can overcome adversity, avoid the crash and burn, and have the life and business that you want. Thank you so much for joining me. And remember to rate, review, share, and subscribe. Until next time, I'm Stephen Caps. You're the best. You've been listening to Pull Up and Thrive with Stephen Caps. Life's tough. Life's unfair. And the sooner that we can all realize that, the better off we will be. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on Facebook and on other platforms at Pull Up and Thrive. And be sure to hit the website at stephencaps.com. Remember, never judge a person for their mistakes. Judge a person on how they fix them. Till next time.